and of course, the, I mean, the elephant in the room is COVID, right? This is the big elephant in the room when it comes to just disability and accessibility. Uh, and I tell you what, you learn a lot about people. Uh, and I've been saying this publicly and privately, the biggest takeaway I got, I already knew it, people don't care about disabled people. Welcome back to I'm the Villain. So today we're going to be talking about basically living with a disability um, with Yandra Sean Marquise, who is joining us today um, from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Oh yeah, brother. Just... It's fucking lit. <laughs> why don't you just uh, give the audience a quick bio of yourself, whatever you think they should know about you. So like she said, my name is Marquise. Hey everyone. I'm from the greatest city on earth, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um <laughs> Yeah, two six. Me and Yandre have known each other half our lives. Um, I'm a disabled American, right? I'm a disabled black man living in America, and and hopefully I can uh, give some insight into the the daily life of a disabled person. I was talking to an ex coworker, and I referred to myself as disabled, and she was like, "Don't call yourself disabled." And I was like, uh. "What? What?" <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. so, Already guess, off base. <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess I guess this would be like a great way to start. So like, um, when it comes to disability, right? Because obviously, like identity is like real big, right? Um, people get really uncomfortable when I say like I'm disabled. They're like, "No, you're not. You're you're <laughs> you're just able body." And like, so the conversation with disability is really funny because you can't even get past the name, right? Like when mm -hmm. I refer to myself, they're like, you can do, you can do everything that anyone else, you can just, you, and I was like, well, well, yeah. I mean, no, but like, yeah, but like that's <laughs> not like, and so even in a disabled community, there is, um, what is it? There's like, uh, it's like person first language, right? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, uh, some people want to be referred to as like, a person with a disability versus like me, like I'm disabled. And growing up, like when I was a kid, um, I was handicapped, right? Like that's just what I was like, oh, I'm a handicapped person. It's like, a no, no, like things are like, you have like handicapped parking and basically, you know, you want to substitute handicap uh, with accessible, right? Yeah. But even in that, and it's always really funny because people are like, yeah, I'm all for, you know, help out disabled people when i say hey don't call it handicapped they're like whoa 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 calm down <laughs> hey don't police my language brother quite quite literally put on your brakes you know like <laughs> it's like a whole nother like i'm not sure i don't want to sound like i don't want to come off the wrong way however just being a disabled person people think opening a door for someone that's disabled is like you'll get like when i like because a lot of times people offer me help uh, and I'm like, oh, you know, I appreciate it. Um, I don't need your help. And are you sure? Well, it's taking you a bit longer. Well, yeah, it might take me longer, but that doesn't mean I need your help. I, I, I need your help to vote for people that give me health care. Like, that's what I need your help doing. So, for instance, I work two jobs um, and I, I, I drive, like I drive a truck. I drive a big F-150 and I have a, uh, a lift kit in the back not like so it swings around picks up my chair it's a crane puts on the back i got this when me and deandre were i actually i actually got it our the day of our senior prom um so uh, i had it for i've had it for 10 years i got a new one recently 
Um, and it was on an older truck I had, I have on a newer truck. And a lot of times people, it's kind of your first time seeing that. When people think of like disability and they think of, they think of van, they think of like van and the whole nine yards and uh, which is fine. I was really close to getting one of those, but one thing we'll cover, uh, and this is the price of being disabled. Uh, so those vans are like 50 grand. Those vans are not cheap. Those vans, for the most part, your average person does not have access to that van. Um, just for full disclosure, like my system, the crane itself uh, at the time when we first got it was six grand on top of, I have hand controls, hand controls are about 1500. They could, depending on what you need. Uh, and so people see that and they're like, oh, this is amazing. This is the coolest thing ever. Uh, and they're like, right on, you don't let anything stop you. You know, that's what I'm talking about. And it, 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 it always goes into the whole, you're not like those other lazy people. I'm like, oh my God. I, they don't ask the questions like, I have this setup, I have this crane. The reason I have it is because of my family, right? My grandparents literally paid for it. And, and without them, you know, I'm, I, I'm privileged in that sense, right? I actually am like blessed to have, uh, you'll appreciate this, DeAndre. I say my biggest strength is the people around me, right? Whether it be like the guys, whether it be my family, but I, I truly feel that I'm in a situation where like the right people have been put in my life. And I, that is like really big privilege. Not everyone has that. And those yeah. are the people when it comes to disability that like I worry about the most because like, yeah, I have my own problems, but I'll, I'll be fine for the most part. Like I, like I'll be okay. Um, but everyone doesn't have that um, thing. Uh, I, I made a status about it. Uh, and it's just so weird. Like people get the, this whole, like, like I, like I said, I work two jobs. I work two jobs, not cause I want to, because like I have to, uh, and people get in this weirdly, they're like, you're just not lazy. You're, 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 you work hard. I'm like, I'm barely scraping by. Like, this is not fun. I gotta, I, um, so I, I do, I do receive government benefits. I receive SSI, uh, and I also, uh, uh Medicaid, right. Um, I got a letter in the mail recently saying that like, Hey, you, you made too much money, right. Um, <laughs> and and, and, do they and, want it back? Well, so what had happened, they don't want it back, but they basically cut my pay. Like, like, so, uh, how, how much do you guys know about like disability benefits and stuff like that? Nothing. Almost, okay. almost nothing. So, uh, and I know I kind of jump if you're going to be like really stop and go over certain, just tell me to shut up. Uh, so it's different state by state, but here in North Carolina, um, in most other places, you cannot make over $2,000 a month, okay? If you make over $2,000 a month, uh, your SSI will get cut, um, and it could affect your your health insurance. Mm. Is that now, including your benefits or just like with your wages? So with your wages, your benefits, SSI can only pay you out a max of, I think in North Carolina, it's just it's like 970 i think it might be 900 a month some states it's less um so you have two options you can essentially be like uh perpetually poor and um not make over two grand a month and get that 900 a month or you could 
maybe find a job and make over two grand a month, but then you run the risk of losing your health insurance. And that's a big one. Two months, uh, no, not two months, last month, uh, the state of North Carolina deemed that me, Marquise Kears, is permanently disabled. I am 28 years old. And the state <laughs> said, you know what? I think you're, I, I think he screwed up for the rest of his life. Like after 29 years, it's a long process. Is, so long what does that get you? Is that a good thing that they did that? It, it, it's a good thing in the sense that I just have health insurance, right? Oh, so okay. I can, so, so, so now I can make more than two. So I can make more than two grand a month, but I would lose basically the disability money. However, I keep my insurance and the cost of being disabled is astronomical. Okay. My wheelchair costs $6,000. It is not the highest of in wheelchairs, right? Um, each wheelchair, people think that they see wheelchairs in Walmart and they're like, oh, you can just get one of those. No, no, no. Each wheelchair is, it's made for you. Yeah, it's um, custom. And my, my seat alone is $1,100, right? And I have a basic seat. My seat isn't anything special. There are certain seats, uh, especially for people that um, have spinal cord injuries or whatnot. They have different things because, you know, they bed sores is a real big issue, right? So you get a bed sore. Um, you don't know that you have that. It's open. You get septic. You don't know that you have that. Yeah. You have been you have been in the hospital. You could die. Oh, so is it yeah, not like, painful? Like you can't feel you them said what? You can't feel them? So... So for people that are paralyzed, yes, I, I, so I, let me stop. I'm not paralyzed. I have, uh, I probably should have said this on the top. Full disclosure, I have osteogenesis imperfecta type four. Uh, it's brittle bone disease. My, I've had 200 plus breaks. I honestly stopped counting. I've had about 75-ish major surgeries. Most of my surgeries are orthopedic. So I have two rods in my back, um, going down my I have spinal fusion. So two rods going down my spine, uh, and I have metal wires connecting the back. I have two rods in my lower legs. I have two plates. I have a plate in my right hip. I had a plate in my left hip. I got that plate taken out. Um, that's all the hardware I have in me right now. But one thing about my condition is when, when, you, when you grow, so when you're a kid, I was born with a broken arm and a broken leg. Uh, when I stopped growing at 18 or when you stop growing, I think it's a little bit later than that. But basically, when you stop growing, your condition, your breaks tend to slow down. So I don't have a lot of major breaks. What I do have is the body of like Mike Tyson, like just a beat up boxer, because yeah. I've had so many breaks up until this point. And so DeAndre has heard me complain on PlayStation many a times that like I'm, I'm in pain. And it's not because like I, you know, broke something. I'm just hurting because of that. Uh, so that that's like that's my condition. Um, so uh, up until recently, up until a few years ago, I really wasn't around other disabled people. I just uh, let me take that back. Disabled people are everywhere, but I wasn't like around, you know, outside of you know, let's say like you know my grandparents or I no, wasn't like around. You weren't, you weren't part of a community. Yeah, and so I started playing wheelchair basketball, and I joke around. I've said to see you, DeAndre. Um, that's where I learned how to be disabled because I'm like, oh, like these are my people, right? These are people that are older than me, um, that have some of these guys 
were born with their disability. Some of these guys were in some accident and um, whatnot. Excuse me. And so you 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 learn people's situations, uh, and it's really interesting. I had this uh, one guy that he was very recently disabled. He was in his I think he's in his forties. And I'm not, I'm not going to tell his business. I'm not going to tell you how he got to say it, but he's disabled. And so, but he had to learn, he had to imagine how to relearn how you operate your entire life. Right. Yeah. Like even bro and bro got an apartment and he got an apartment on the third floor. Man's is paralyzed from the chest down. And he was, <laughs> it was the only thing they had. And we're like, fam, like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. You no, have to like rethink the way you live your life. Yeah, he would, he would tie his wheelchair to his lower body and like scoot up the stairs. Like he would do this, and we're like, "Don't, like, no, Don't like he had to relearn how to drive." Yeah. Um, and it's like, but but that's the thing, right? And, and when we come to like advocacy and like awareness and stuff like that, people don't know. People like you don't. There's no. There's no. There's no. There's no guidebook to life. There's especially not one to be a disabled. Even with like, um, you know, uh, going back to SSI and stuff like that. Uh, so with North Carolina, um, they changed their system up, and so I got put on a new insurance provider. Like I'm still st- I'm still under Medicaid, but this other company handles like everything now. Uh, they sent me like this twenty page just pamphlet. I had to get my mom to come help me. I was like, what, like, we had to actually go through and figure out what all this stuff, I'm a pretty intelligent person, and I can navigate certain things, but, like, she had to get records from, like, 2005, you know, just stuff, and making sure I have this doctor, and that doctor, and, and it's, it's, it's overwhelming, it, it's honestly, like, overwhelming, just a little everyday stuff, a couple of weeks ago, um, so, so I, I, I go, I go to this doctor, and, I, I get pain medication every week. Okay. There are some places and they're, they're called pain clinics. And like in the state of North Carolina, uh, you can go to a pain clinic and you can get a month's supply of like, like Percocet, right? You can do that. Or what happens, your doctor can say, I'm not going to send you there. I want you to come to me every week to get this pain medication. Right. Mm. And that's like at the doctor's discretion. And it's at the doctor's discretion because here's the thing. The doctor's going to get paid every time I come and see you. Okay. <laughs> he, he's just going to get paid by insurance and the insurance is going to be like, yeah, you know, you know, and, and like, I, I do need the medicine. The doctor is not, why would the doctor write me a prescription to go to a pain clinic where I would go once a month and he's not getting paid for that versus I come see him every week. These are things that like insurance is, okay with like it's it doesn't um it, it's coming out of the taxpayers the money like it's coming out of you guys i mean i pay taxes too but you know um <laughs> like these are the things that no one tells you how to navigate um there's only a certain amount of doctors that will accept like medicaid and stuff like that um and so like with this doctor in particular uh i basically outgrew my child doctor um, and so I was like, Hey, go to him. He's a good doctor. And so we went to him at the time, not knowing, and the laws changed as I went to him. Cause at first I'll go to him once a month. And then from once a month, it went to every two weeks. And now it's like every week cause the laws change. 
Yeah. Like trying to control like opiates, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because like obviously opiate uh, abuse and stuff like that is is a is a big problem. It's a really big problem. And in me myself, I asked the question. I was like, "Am I, you know, do I have a problem?" The answer is no, because uh, I am in just like again, DeAndre, you've heard me. Like I'll wait a very long time in between taking meds, but it's when you're when you're constantly in pain all the time it's something that like all right i gotta do something and like when i take the meds it's not like i take very little and i um it it doesn't make the pain go away all the way it just gives you kind of like it takes the edge off a little bit where i can like you know function Mm -hmm. you think there'd be like some kind of you know, it makes sense for there to be some kind of like more nuance in the fucking healthcare system to accommodate for these kinds of things. Like, like you said, opiate, opiate control is, is like important, but it also seems like this could be, I mean, obviously everything that has to do with healthcare could be fucking smoother, but. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's funny too, because I, it, be, being like my condition revolves around breaking bones, right. And breaking just, it's just, it's painful. So, um, most of my work was done at uh, Duke Hospital, Galudos, and I remember I'm, I'm not a big guy. I'm five something, you know, like one fifteen, very small. I was obviously when I was a kid, I was very smaller. But you know, as with pain meds, you build up a tolerance. Um, I just I really drew the uh, like short straw when it came to like just genes. So I'm allergic to morphine. I'm allergic to protein. <laughs> I'm allergic to penicillin. If you're disabled and have a disease where you break bones, these are things that you just do not want to be allergic to at all. But I'm like, like I cannot take morphine. Uh, and even with like Percocet, it has a little bit of codeine in it. Um, I, uh, I'll get like a little itchy, but it's 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 a reaction that I can kind of like deal with. Um, but I remember being at Duke Children's Hospital, and they were like well, we could give them Percocet, but I don't know. Um, and I, I'll definitely say in the hospitals at the time, at least in the children's hospitals, they were way more conscious of what they were doing. Uh, and then it hit a point where they were just like, hey, you want 100 Percocet? Here you go. Like, and, <laughs> and, and for people like me that do need it, like, yeah, like if, if, if that would be, that would suffice for like a month. But like you know deandre i think you sprained your ankle one time or something like that and then they gave you the same thing oh man they gave me i i got in a bike crash and separated my shoulder and they gave me um i think like two weeks of codeine um and it was fantastic (laughs) it was 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 really 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 good i was a really new when i took it I was like, I really understand why people get addicted to this because it's so much better. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, and moderation. like when I take when I take it too, I'm, the, I'm it's the same way. But I, yeah, do you think there's a middle ground where like where I mean, I'm sure it's possible for people that like act, you know really need the medication to also be addicted to it. So there's probably a fine line. Yeah, there's a fine line, but see, also, so for me, like. It's it's also about where you're at too. It's access. You know, access is a huge thing. I would really like to go to a pain management clinic personally, because not only is it just about the drug, the drug, the drug. Yeah, pain meds help, but you know, for me, like my job, I'm at a job to where I'm moving 
eight hours a day. I'm I'm not lifting super heavy things, but I am lifting things and stuff like that. And that that is a component of it. When I work eight hour a day or a nine hour shift or a 10 hour shift or whatnot, like I feel it. And it is a like, I, I know for me personally, like let's say I had a job where I work from home or even like I went to an office, but it was like more of like a desk job. That is a part of managing your health, right? If I was at a place to where like, you know, there's therapy or just different things. Um, but I'm kind of left to my own to deal with it. And again, I'm someone who is privileged. I'm someone that has resources, that has access to the internet, yeah. that has it's- people that can, you know, if I if I feel bad and I don't feel like driving, uh, someone around me can drive me to a doctor's appointment. You know, someone can do this. There are so many people that don't have that. I think to myself, like, if I didn't have this, where, like, yeah, where would I be at? Yeah, and this kind of, and that kind of circles back around, like the people that you meet when you're working that are like, you know, wow, you're so great at not being lazy, and it's like, well, dude, like, you know, it's it's hard to think about. I think privilege on the scale of disability because you know I think that able-bodied people are just like 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 very monolithy when they think about people with disabilities yeah um but yeah you know it's like it's an acknowledgement that is super important that like yeah no I I have shit that other people don't have and other people's lives are a lot worse <laughs> or can be and a lot worse so- and, and this and the scale is like the scale is huge in that way yeah and I think for me you know that comes from growing up in hospitals I had this conversation uh with someone recently and I said I think about it, you've kind of seen it a little bit, DeAndre, but pretty much outside of like you and like a couple of our friends, like Alex and Reggie, don't really know my life, don't really know like my childhood. So like the the growing up in hospitals and the being in body cast and like just like that whole part of my life, everyone in my life now, all my like my adult friends, haven't seen that side of it. And for for the most part, you know, and not, certainly not the average person that I come in contact with work, they don't they don't know that. Um, I, I made a status recently, like, I don't want to work as hard as I do. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> what I, is I your do job? That. What do you do? So I, um, I work part time as a customer service associate for a for a um, hardware retailer. Okay. Um, and I also work part-time at a minor league baseball team down here selling tickets. That's actually the fun job. That job Hell is actually yeah, brother. That sounds fun. With those jobs. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Shout out to my employer. They're actually pretty understanding. <laughs> uh, they're actually pretty understanding. Yeah, but they like, probably get they probably get to like, you know, if they wanted to be huge assholes to you, it would be well within their rights to. And that's like not cool. If I wasn't if I wasn't the way I am in the sense of like, like I'm a pretty likable person, right? Like I'm a pretty, like everyone at work is like, Oh, Marquise, you're always in great spirits. It's not the case. I'm not. Uh, and so whenever like I can text my boss and be like, Hey, I can't come to work today. Cause I, I'm hurting. And he's like, all right. Um, I've done that exactly one time. I did it for the first time three weeks ago. I have bad shoulders and my shoulder kind of just, popped out of his joint for a little bit 
Uh, and so I was like, hey, yeah, I can't come into work today. Sorry. And it, they were they were really cool about it. Um, and uh, it, my, my boss joked around. He was like, you know, I thought about it. He was like, I don't think I could fire you if I wanted to. He definitely could. Uh, <laughs> 100% could. Uh, yeah, we can't let him fucking hear this show. Yeah, don't. Like, Andre, if you're listening. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, it, it's one of those things to where that's when it goes back to people that like don't work. So like disabled people that don't work. First of all, no matter who you are, your, your, your identity and your, your social value should not be tied to if your you job. Or not. Yeah. Like, I just think that's that is crap. Like very deep, I, very deep capitalism right there. It, 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 it and it, you're not, it's not, if, if people knew what it took to get out of bed in the morning for disabled people across the world. Right. Um, I I have a hard time sleeping. I always have, and a, part of that is because like I hurt when I sleep, right? And so it's 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 you're you're dealing with that pain twenty four seven, and it's hard to find. You you have to like when you're when you're in, when you're in pain. It, it 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 shapes how you think. It shapes how you um, interact with other people. DeAndre might make like a small little joke and it might be nothing, but for me, I can be, I can like, you know, attack because you're just so you're constantly, it's like having a migraine 24 seven. It's like just that. And, but, but, but you can't do that. You can't lash out. You can't be society says no one likes the, the angry disabled person. No one likes the, you know, mad at the world. They want the joking, the ha ha ha, the, you know, Oh, that like, they want that person. And the moment you're not that person, um, that's why it's funny to me. So like being where I'm at, um, big Trump country down here, right. A lot of conservative people. And, you know the 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 person to person interaction with these people um like they're friendly like i'm not going to front i'm not going to be like it's not like a yeah and 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 so it's weird i i we talking with some people that aren't from around this area and haven't been around here and you know they have a view of like those people and like, how could you talk to those people i'm like well, just like any other person like they they're yeah, you don't talk politics. Well, yeah, you know, you don't talk politics at work and stuff like that. So I can work with you and be cool, but it is funny because they see me as like the hard work. They have this like image of me in the head, and then they hear me talk about you know Black Lives Matter and da 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 da. You know, and they're like, whoa, yeah, whoa, it's like it's like very dehumanizing, right? They're like seeing you as a as a a token or an example of what everyone that yeah. like, lives a life like you should be like. And of course, the, I mean, the elephant in the room was. COVID, right? This is the big elephant in the room when it comes to just disability and accessibility. Uh, and I'll tell you what, you learn a lot about people. Uh, and I've been saying this publicly and privately, the biggest takeaway I got, and I already knew it, people don't care about disabled people, right? COVID, COVID is the perfect example. Uh, wearing a mask, <laughs> you know, simple. You know, it, it's, it's when you, when you hear people say, well, 99.9% of people are going to be fine and the only people that die are people with pre-existing conditions you know what people with pre-existing conditions they're called they're called disabled people (laughs) that's what they're called you know they're called disabled people and when people say things like yeah i'd help a disabled i'd hold a door would you wear a mask would you not touch me at work because that's what they do 
Mm-hmm. Would you not get this close to me at work? Because that's what they do. Like the people who aren't wearing masks, like are actively endangering the most vulnerable people, and those people are disabled. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that, and that's like a, and that's at the most basic level. Yeah. Of, yeah. You know, that's at the that's at the that's at the just the, the front door. Yeah. Yeah. If it's you such, can't do that, it's so key because like. Like you were saying, I think that a lot of people that downplayed COVID did like to produce, you know, like the 99.5% survival rate stat or whatever. Um, but fam, first of all, 0.5% of people that catch COVID is still, still a lot, lot of, of fucking people. Right, right. Number one. Yeah, no. It's and a it's lot a lot of people, people that that <laughs> are vulnerable and like need you to fucking step up and not like, you know, lives are lives. So, and you know, going to the vaccine, right? Obviously, you know, do your research, do what's best for you. I got to say that. If you can get the vaccine, get the vaccine, <laughs> because a lot of people that can't get the vaccine are disabled people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, um, if you're on Twitter, there's this uh, there's this lady. Her name is Alice Wong, and I think that's I think it's like at Alice Wong. Uh, that's a good stepping stone to follow. Uh, I, I saw her on a CNN show randomly, and I followed her, and it opened my portal to like the world of just dis- disability and disabled advocacy but you know she she uh she lives in california and she talks about it a lot there's a lot of people that cannot disabled people that cannot get the vaccine why is that so uh it, it's twofold one um whatever specific condition they have right it could be something in the actual uh vaccine that would cause a adverse allergic reaction but in california specifically um I don't know how it is in DC, but you know, everyone has like their, their, their rating group or whatnot. And so, well, I talk about North Carolina. So North Carolina, what was it? I think it was like group one was like, um, like healthcare workers and stuff like that. And then like group two is like older folks and stuff. Group three was essential workers when, and and then they had it, they had it broken down. They had like essential workers. And then it was like group three, another tier to it was um, another set of essential workers. Group four was disabled people. Group five was everyone else. Okay. I got the vaccine because of my job before I got it because of my disability. Okay. <laughs> like I got it because of where I work and I was considered an essential worker. So in places like Cali, their system isn't as disabled people are still waiting to get the vaccine. If, if you're a disabled person in, you know, Canada, you might, you might have just got your first shot now and you might not get your second shot until like September. Mm-hmm. So you, oh, so you're saying like there are places it's like, you shouldn't assume that every disabled person has already gotten the shot. There are places yeah, exactly. where like, that is the case. And, and you know, they, like I said, and there's that, and there's also the fact that like, there's certain people like with heart conditions or like whatever have you, you know, it, it, it the, for whatever reason, medically, they cannot get it, right? Med, like, they want to get it, but, um, I, and I, I guess that's a kind of a, a, a thing as well. It's like, you know, disability, like, I'm a wheelchair user. Um, most of my, you know, my condition just stems from, like, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, just bone stuff. What, there's a word for that. Um, but you have people that have, like, internal disabilities. You know, you have people that have all these, it, it's, it's, it's like a snowflake, you know, it's, it's a vast thing. Um, and so for me, I wasn't particularly high risk, uh, like anything medically. 
so for me, I, I still really wanted to get the vaccine, um, given my job and my close proximity to like my family and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, there are people that are disabled that have been in their house since of February of last year that can't that can't go out and haven't been able to go out and won't be able to go out until either they can get the vaccine or until enough people are vaccinated. Those are the people I worry about the most. Imagine being in your, and, and you know, like, so DeAndre, you live with roommates, right? Yeah. Uh, imagine being in your room for a year and a half. You can't. Yeah. In, um, in another, another factor in COVID, it showed disabled people that the world could be a lot more accessible. We actively choose for it not to be. Perfect example, uh, working at home, right? <laughs> yeah, you your job from home, right? Oh yeah, I have for the last like, year and a half. 100%. How quickly did it take your job to transition from in-person to home? It, like how was that transition? It literally was like, you know, they were like, it maybe was like the Friday before we went completely remote. They were like, everyone like just stay at home for the next and, uh, and it, has, it, has there been any like real hiccups or anything like that? Has there been any no, like? It was just it was just a flip of a switch. Like they okay. like, people just stayed home. Screaming from the mountaintops, Fayetteville, even though it's the greatest city in the world, it does have its hiccups. It's not the most accessible city, but Fayetteville is more accessible than DC just because things are are spread out. Um, I can hop in my truck and drive to like Walmart or wherever, and there there's space to move around. I think about the disabled folks that live in DC, that live in a, you know, New York City or whatnot. Going from point A to point B is already hard in those places, but now COVID kicks in. Um, but and so you, you it, it's it would be so much easier to put in places like or put it to, to have jobs work from home, right? Or school, yeah. Like school for me. Um, I didn't live on campus. I live I lived 10 minutes away or really five minutes away from my college uh, campus. So I would just commute. But even still, it wasn't the easiest thing. Like I thought about living on campus. I wanted to get that real college experience, but it would have been way harder. My campus was built in 1950, whatever. And it was not they got their first elevator in their main um, their main uh, class building a year before i arrived in 2011. <laughs> yeah i know a ton of buildings are like grandfathered in from like you know, old closets so they don't have to like take immediate action on becoming accessible and and people when it comes to work uh you know they like to bring up like the ada and stuff like that um and they're like well the ada the ada is really broad strokes and if the ada doesn't say that everyone has to have an elevator everyone has to have a bathroom big enough one of the biggest uh challenges people with disabilities face is going to the bathroom, like across the world. That is like top five things that as a disabled person, I, I, me and DeAndre have been friends since eighth grade. I have never been to DeAndre's house and that's nothing against him or whatnot, but I don't generally go into people's houses because the first thing I think is, can I use the bathroom? Right. Yeah. And that's, that's to no fault of the, the individual homeowners, you know, this, this, they didn't build the house. They didn't say, hey, make it so Marquise can't come in here and use the bathroom. Make make those doors like narrow. Um, even with like work buildings, if you work in an older building, that building may not be accessible. 
that building may not be where you can get imagine working eight hours a day and you can't use the bathroom <laughs> or better yet um it, it's little simple things like so depending on what i work i get like a 30 minute lunch break that is not a long time at all that's not a long time for an able-bodied person to have a lunch break but by the time i get off the floor get in my truck load up and go I, there's there's a mcdonald's in my uh, jobs parking lot so let's say i just go across the parking lot to mcdonald's that takes me about 25 minutes mm-hmm. to, to just to do that whereas if i was at home obviously the job i work I, I can't do from home but just for you know the sake of argument let's say there was like an office job you know it, it just it would be so much easier and and what's going to happen and you already see it happening is when the world opens back up because apparently we're done with the pandemic um we're gonna force these people to go back into the to the office you're gonna force these people that are, are and you're you're it, it it angers me a bit because it could just be so simple i don't know about you I'm guys surprised it would anger you more than a bit <laughs> yeah no i mean it, it it's and 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 i actually I, I i try to be a a chill person yeah you know uh i i i being black and disabled is exhausting. But for me, I'm a person that I can't help but think about others, right? It's June, it's Pride Month. Imagine like and, and again, I'm a Sismel. Show you I can't I can't speak for those people. I, I really highly suggest you, you seek out those people and listen to their voices. But the things I've heard are things like it's hard enough, you know, having to try and express yourself in a certain way imagine being in a actual body where you physically can't do it. You know, I, I, the, the running joke uh, amongst some, some friends is like, you know, you can be one thing. So if you're black, all right, cool. But you're black and disabled, like, whoa, pump the brakes. You know, <laughs> you got to choose one. You're black, gay and disabled, like, whoa, come on, buddy. We can't, but those people exist. They're out there and their needs matter just as much as any other person, you know? Like I, 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 at the end of the day, like I'm a straight man and there's just stuff that I don't have to worry about or deal with. Right. Like I just don't. And I, I, part of me is thankful that I don't have to like, but I, but there's literally millions of people across the world that have to deal with this every day. Well, and have to- I, I was listening to this. I don't remember where I got this line from, but I was I heard this line recently talking about how everyone should just consider themselves a future disabled person. Exactly. Right? It's not uh, even about other people, even if you're just doing it out of your own literal <laughs> self-interest. Right. Yeah, like you your should try to make the world better for other people, but down. also because it's going to be easier for you when you get older. <laughs> right, You're going to get fucked, it, too, eventually. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's what people don't realize, like. <laughs> You, you take America, okay, and, uh, you know, we could give everyone free health care and it'd be really not that expensive, all things considered. Um, and, you know, people, oh, or so-and-so, you would wait for, no, no, no. It's always, I, I love hearing people talk about the health care and um, especially, like, free health care or socialized health care or health care for all um, and it being, like, a bad thing and, it's people that do not deal with the healthcare system or it's people that have free healthcare or TRICARE. Um, and they <laughs> talk about how, uh, you got that. Uh, you, it's like, they talk about how like, you know, it's just this bad thing. It's not like 
the healthcare system as it is 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 screwed up. Um, but the the things that disabled people are like demanding are not. It's it's so simple. Right. Mm-hmm. Give what are, us what very are some doable. Of you said just, what? I said what are some of the things? Just to be just for the purpose of being explicit, so people can know uh, what are some of the things. So my on my demand list. All right, let yeah. me read from uh, floor tickets to Lakers. No, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> a million dollars. No, so uh, oh man, where to start? So Medicaid, Medicare, right? Free healthcare. Give us mm-hmm. access to free healthcare and healthcare with the purpose of. what my, my condition will not be cured well you know what let me let me be hopeful it could be cured there could be a medicine that comes out tomorrow that boom i'm good but probably not but check out the oi foundation that's what i have uh and they have some really great resources and stuff like that um but improving quality of life that is a huge aspect of medical care medical care so quality of life so yeah okay there might not be a magic pill tomorrow all my pain and everything goes away but make it to where i can easily access the medicine i need and not just like opioids or pain medicine but you know someone might have a heart condition or whatever it may be have access to that right um generally speaking when people have a better quality of life um it's better for everyone right it, it's better yeah. in the long run you, you improve my quality of life i'm going to the doctor list that's less, you know, you, you can eliminate, you know, a lot of these things, uh, getting people the proper medical equipment. Okay. I'm in, I've been trying to get a new wheelchair for the last year. I will not get a new wheelchair. The earliest I'll get a new wheelchair. When are we going to football game, DeAndre in October, I might have a football, a new, a new, a new wheelchair by October. I put in for a new wheelchair last August. Okay. Oh Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I can explain that process in a second, um, or I, I can do it right now real quick. Uh, so again, since I'm through the state, um, you have to, I get a new wheelchair once every five years. When I was younger, because um, obviously a kid grows, I got it like every three or four years, I want to say. Wheelchairs are built to last. So you call up your vendor. I have a vendor. I got a, I got a wheelchair guy. I got a dealer. Um, I call my dealer. I'm like, hey, I need the wheels slide through uh, and so they say all right you know we'll we'll see what we can do and they fax my doctor my doctor has to write me a prescription for a wheelchair uh yeah 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 he has to write me anytime you get a medical <laughs> anytime you get medical equipment like that you have to be wrote you have to write a prescription for it hmm, okay. because we don't want people out here. Could you imagine the streets? There are all the kids on wheelchairs. <laughs> all, the, all of the wheelchair abuse there would be. I had this you know, kid Johnny down the street. He's popping all these all the time. He was a good kid. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so you have to write a prescription. Um, Medicaid has to approve it. Okay. They have to approve that and say, hey, all right, he really, your doctor might have to call you. Your doctor, um, has to examine you and be like yeah he's fucked up yeah um, <laughs> and so they send that back to the dealer the dealer um i should say vendor but dealer's just funnier the dealer um then will send you to a physical therapist a physical therapist will be like 
yeah, he needs a wheelchair. They write a letter to the vendor, okay? And then the vendor takes that and says, okay, they sent that to insurance. Insurance is like, all right, okay, cool. They, uh, you, he, he, we now, everyone can be in agreement. He does need a new wheelchair. Okay. <laughs> what I just described, I haven't, I haven't seen the therapist yet. So I'm still on like step like two and a half, but there's a little wrinkle with me. It's kind of funny. Uh, so then they'll send someone down uh, and they will basically do a fitting and, uh, and an estimate as well. So I, like, again, I use a manual chair. I do have a uh, automatic chair, but I personally don't need that right now. Um, uh, eventually, yeah. I, I think by the time I get 40-ish or so, I'll probably be in a um, power chair. I can see myself just, honestly, it might be sooner than that. Um, but for me, they make these things that go in the back of a wheelchair, and it's kind of like a little, and it's an extra wheel. And so what happens whenever, whenever I push manually, um, the little wheel in the back will amplify the power. And so it'll give me like an extra like, oomph. um, and then you can also press like a little button on the side of your wheelchair and it, the, it can run automatically. So let, let's say I'm going up a hill and I'm tired of like pushing, pushing, pushing. I can press this button. It'll take me all the way up the hill. Right. It's a cool little toy. Uh, not, I, not toy. It's a cool little, little, little accessory. Gotcha. Uh, that thing is three grand. That thing that I just described costs half as much as the actual wheelchair. Um, and wow. there's ones that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so so they'll fit me for the wheelchair. The wheelchair has to get made. At this point, the wheelchair has not been made yet. So, are, are these things so expensive because they know you need it? Or is it expensive for an actual reason? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, both. <laughs> so, so both. Because... Again, wheelchairs are custom, and anything that's custom is going to be, and 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 they're not something that is easy. Like my, like my wheelchair is made out of like um, different like alloys. There's some carbon fiber wheelchairs. There are some titanium wheelchairs, and wheelchairs are built. Wheelchairs are built to last, or at least they should be. Like they are built to last. They, they my tire. I had to get new tires. Your tires will go first. Your tires will be the first thing to go. Um, my tires were literally, uh, they're like bicycle tires. Uh, and they were like ripping out the, um, the rubber in the middle was like protruding out. Uh, and so like they, that, the, that's, uh, obviously a no go. Cause if I, if I thought about it, like, if I was a pop a tire, I'm done. Yeah. That's kind of it, done, right? So. You're like dead in the fucking water. Uh, um, that's it. Pack it up. I'm going home. Uh, <laughs> or rather not going home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm just stuck at work. Like, hey, I live here. Maybe they'll build me like a wheelchair of wood or something like that. You could, yeah. Um, and so, so, but the, to answer your question, so they're 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 made out of these expensive materials, and the people that sell you the chair, if they're good, they'll work with you. They'll be like, hey, we can't do that, right? You know, and and, and now, granted. Um, there are like grants and stuff. We'll, we'll get into basketball wheelchairs in a second, but just for now, this is just an everyday manual wheelchair. Um, so it gets made. It gets made in Colorado. My chair got made in Colorado. That can take a couple of months, depending on how long. Then um, they send it here. Insurance has to review it one last time to make sure everything is, you know, good and under budget and whatnot. 
then they'll my, my vendor is out of Durham, so my, my dealer is uh, vendor is two hours away. So they'll come down here, um, do one final fitting, and boom, I have my chair. Okay. <laughs> and that process uh, takes like a year and a half to two years. A year and a half. I will say COVID did slow it down. Yeah, for sure. The process it took it would before it would take like six to eight months, but still it's a long process because and you have to anticipate it. Yeah, so, I was gonna say it, it involves you knowing to some degree like when you're going to need it. So if you're if you have like a is there anything you can do if you have like a catastrophic malfunction like in the short term or are you just like SOL? Uh, so okay, I'll talk about my tires. Um uh, tire talk. But so with my tires, like I said, they were they were done though. They were like, I I should not have been rolling on them. Um, and I had to call the vendor and was like, hey, my tires are about to go. Luckily, I had an old wheelchair in the shed and I uh, put the old, um, it, and it's funny how the timing worked. Just before I got my current wheelchair, like six years ago, I had gotten tires for this, my older wheelchair. And so the tires that are on there, even though they've been in the shed for six years, they're new tires. So I just put the actual wheel because I can't. You can't take off the actual tire itself. So I slapped the old wheel on my new or my newer wheelchair um, and went like that. And just recently, last week, um, I, I called the people and said I needed new tires. What's what's June? I called in like April and said that I needed new tires. I just got new tires on Friday for my chair. Mm. Okay, um, so, so the answer is no. <laughs> I mean, but there are there are there are like uh, disability equipment places, like medical equipment places, but they're really expensive, like like really really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't know how the average person like I I I consider myself the average person, and I can barely afford it, so. Um, you know, do you need do you need new wheels for your wheelchair, or do you need your lights to be on? Because those are the decisions that are being made. You right. know, like yeah, I, again, playing wheelchair basketball. Um, I people come from different walks of life. Um, those are real life decisions that people have had to make. Um. The little funny thing with my wheelchair, so you remember I told you that I had like a new insurance provider and stuff like that. So uh, because I got a new insurance provider, I have to make sure that they'll approve me for a wheelchair. So that process kind of got slightly restarted. Mm -hmm. The the, the vendor was like, we think you're good, but they might have to send some stuff and I might have to get my doctor to send another prescription. Just very like very bureaucratic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but so 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 yeah so healthcare and access to health equipment number one on the list number two on the list uh is and this probably might be number one listen to us like listen like people love to be like hey i know what you need and and they never listen you see all the time you see i'm sure you guys see videos on facebook look at this wheelchair that has treads on it and it can go upstairs and blah 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 blah, blah, blah and that would be so and people tag me in it they're like look marquise you could you could use that and i'm like <laughs> my first thing is how much does it cost because i guarantee you that thing costs like 80 grand yeah you, you know um and, and people never actually listen to what disabled people need and want they like to assume like, oh, you need to go upstairs. 
let's make a chair that goes upstairs or hear me out. Let's build elevators. Right. Or let's maybe, you know, maybe, maybe have the meeting on the first floor, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe do these things that you don't listen. I mean, and, and, and it happens to every group, right. It happens to women. It happens to uh, people of color and stuff like that where, Oh, we know what you need. Oh, you, how do you know what, how do you know what I need? You're not me. You're, you're not. So I think that, I think those are probably the two biggest things. Marquise, thanks so much, Doug. It's been, a, always, been yeah. a pleasure. We have been asking people to tell us what they're like, kind of most excited to do now that vaccines are becoming more widely available and like you can kind of start going out and doing stuff again. Like, what do you, is there anything you're especially stoked to do? Oh, this man just gave me a layup. Uh, what I'm excited to do, uh, October 17th, me and DeAndre are going to go see our favorite team in the world play football in Charlotte. And I cannot like I when I say I'm excited, right? Uh, I'm beyond excited. I haven't seen DeAndre in like two years, I think, at this point. Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, I haven't seen some other friends in a long time. I'm it's it's simple as it is. Uh, the NFL is trash, but I love football and can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same. Um. Okay, so is there anything that you want to plug or promote before we get out of here? I really don't have that much. Um, listen to disabled people, right? Oh, yeah, listen to disabled people. That that is as simple as it could be. Um, Dope. We have voices, and they need to be heard. Cool. And as always, you can find us at I'm the Villain Pod. That's our Twitter, our Gmail, and our Instagram. Otherwise, bye. <laughs>